Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Traded football for some fight gear, then got punched right in the face. Woke up with a baby, puke all over the place. But I keep the ground with T.K. This is the best I've ever felt. Started doing stand-up, there's a new hand I've been dealt. So right before this makeup on my face begins to melt, it's time to go below the belt. We up, we live, it is Monday morning. What is happening? California's on fire, kids. California's on fire. A homeless man said, Palisades, huh? Cool. I'm going to set on fire. So all the smoke, I live near there. All the smoke decided to come down uh, from that area. And uh, yeah, looks looks like World War Z now. So that's cool. Probably smoking meth or something or who knows. Start a fire, man. Hopefully get contained. I don't have to get out of there to paint Canyon area. Can take the pain canyon to work today. Suspect arrested. 1,300 acres. 1,300. Yeah, it's not good, man. Hopefully you get contained. It's been nice and cool out, though. But it was tough to breathe. It was tough to breathe yesterday. Couldn't go outside with the kiddos. Locked back down with two toddlers. Beast. Took Tiger to, uh, he's been begging me to do jiu-jitsu for months now. But in the pandemic, there's no jiu-jitsu popping. So finally, we found a gym close to the crib and uh, signed him up for some BJJ. So he's out there. Yeah, that's him right there. Getting his little white belt on. Getting his little white belt on, man. He had fun. It's tough as a dad uh, with my experience in jiu-jitsu to sit there and watch him do jiu-jitsu and not be the overbearing parent. <laughs> Dirt, they'd get water breaks on taking the side. I'm like, dude, you gotta, you're, you need to do this. You need to do this. But it's t- you want to get in there. You want to get in there because what they, you know, they have him go through these drills, and he, you know, he's never done it. And there's older kids who help the young kids out, which I like that. But they're like, all right, shrimping drills. We gotta show them how to shrimp, man. But they're like, nah, he'll get the hang of them. Like, okay. So when we got home, we worked on shrimping. He's such a nice kid, though. He might have the problem that I have where I was so nice in my fighting career. I just didn't have that super mean streak. And put knockout of Crow Cop here. But that I didn't have that. I really didn't. Um, and Tiger seems to be too gentle, too. He's, he's the biggest five-year-old in the class. But he's just super uh, caring and gentle. We'll see. Maybe we'll shake out of it. Maybe if he starts getting submitted. Which I don't know at his age if they start throwing submissions in there. There's kids to the left who are older. They're like 7 to 10 who are doing submissions. But there's a sign on the wall, no heel hook. So that's cool. So he didn't have to worry about getting his fucking heel blown out via Tony Ferguson, you know? So that's a plus. But, uh, yeah, it's weird being in there, man. Uh, not we- It's just weird being there as a dad. It's just weird being in there as a dad. It's pretty cool. I was had anxiety and stress the entire time. The entire time. Boston's gonna be the savage. He that kid has an attitude. That kid has a he just has he just has that mean streak, which you want. He's loving and caring, but he just has that. You're either born with it or not, man. And type Boston has it. Tiger's too nice. Was there any other parents in there that fought before? No. Okay, just you. No, yeah. He has lots of There's not like there. a bunch of USC alumni parents in there. What gym did you go to, Jen? This this isn't the fucking <laughs> it's not a you know, no, there's no other parents that fought professional MMA there. No, it's just like regular parents. Cool. Some uh, parents in the business, I'll put leave it at that. Some parents in the business, mm. the kids were there. Um, it's super cute, though. But, yeah, it's tough not to just like, dude, you're doing this wrong. It's driving me nuts. They do this drill. I'm like, dude, as soon as you, because they would have their backs to each other, and they would flip. They'd be on their knees, and they'd flip. And the goal is to pin the other one down, just have, you know, have their geese on. Mm-hmm. And Tiger would flip, but he wouldn't put, put his hands out. So but he didn't get water. So I was like, dude, we're not going to get water. Here's, <laughs> here's what we're going to do. When you flip, as soon as you flip, I want that hand on this fucking gi, dude. So it's just that stuff. 
And I, I didn't think I'd be like, God, no, I'll be loosey goosey. It's all fun. No, it's not. And then they played freeze tag. And I was like, oh, freeze tag. I'll be cool on freeze tag. Well, no, because like, Tiger, dude, that guy, kid's trying to tag you. Avoid him at all costs. And I was like, oh, I'm that dad. It's tough, man. I didn't think it would be. We'll see, man. This is my first one. I'll get better. I will get better, man. Um, yeah, his, his thing is, you know, he watches so much UFC fighting with me, and he's seen my fights, and then he's seen me do jiu-jitsu, and, you know, he's, he sees me hitting mitts and working out. So he obviously wants to be like, Dad, so he was so serious. He was so serious. I'm like, dude, this is, a, this is your first kids' class. Dana White's not going to come give a UFC contract tonight. Relax, man. Have fun. Like, if you mess up, who cares? He wanted, to, he wanted everything to be perfect. Like, that's a good thing. That's a but good also, thing. ease up, dude. <laughs> ease up, man. And also, you're not going to be a fighter. That's not happening, dude. Never know. We'll see. Yeah. Never know. It's stressful. Parents out there, you know what I'm talking about. It's a beast, man. Uh, but you did have fights this freaking weekend. You had fights this weekend. LA is opening back up. Went to the mall. Was packed. Packed. Most packed I've ever seen it. And it's weird because the, the mask mandate, it's so confusing, right? Like, I'm vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. Didn't phase me. And my body just I'm, 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 ate it up. Um, I'm vaccinated. And then it's like some places they say you don't have to have a mask. Some places you do have to. And then if you're outdoor. But I was in an outdoor mall. So then some places I didn't have my mask. Then security like, hey, can you put your mask on? I'm like, but I'm outside. Like, yeah, you're right. It's so confusing, man. It, it's like, can we get one overall like rule how this thing's gonna fucking work? And then I was, I was at line, I was in line getting coffee, and there's this young girl there, and you know, some people don't have masks on. I mean, you know, they're vaccinated and they're living their fucking life, man. Who gives a fuck? And she looks around at her friend. She goes, apparently everybody's vaccinated. I was like, oh my god, dude, how are you gonna control that? I don't know what you're gonna do. I don't know what you do. All I know is I'm headed to Houston this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And Texas, I think they have a mask mandate where there is no mandate, where it's mask off. It's up to the people. So we'll see that. And that bitch is full capacity. First full, full capacity venue I've done in over a year. Even when I went to Florida, they were still like maybe 80%, 85%. But I'm talking Houston's 100%. It's one of the biggest improvs in the nation. So I'm crunk for it. Super crunk for it. Used to have this Travis Scott Houston jersey, and I think my girl gave it to her brother. So that's cool. Can't find it. We're saving it for this exact moment. Gave it away. So that's fantastic. Um, but the fights this weekend, it's very rare when you look at a fight card, especially that main card, even the prelims, but it really the main card. And you're like, you know, I was like, man, it's going to be tougher than pick fight of the night. You know, I'm sure you've listened to other sh fighting shows and they say, Edson Barboza, Sh uh, Shane Burgos, going to be a barn burner, or uh, Darius Tony Ferguson, let's see how this goes, or Charles Oliveira, Michael Chandler. You kind of lived up to it. Now, I know there's going to be some um, disgruntled, might be the word, fans for the Darius fight versus Tony Ferguson. And I think. I think when you look at that fight, we'll go that one first, because to me, it's like, you know, you hear other people in this business and even Dana goes, you know, he's not going to win any fans fighting like that. It's like, all right, guy, you look at the guy's track record. How many fight of the nights? How many knockouts has he had? How many finishes has he had? Like, that's not in his past history where he does play it safe like that. And this is the biggest fight of his grace fighting Tony Ferguson. And I think even Dariush was surprised how easy it was for him to dismantle Tony Ferguson. And I think when you're in there, and I've been in there, where you're like, all right, this is working. If I beat this guy, I'm going to get a top five guy. There's so much on the line. If I lose him, especially with Dariush, he, I know a lot of people aren't familiar with him, but he's been doing it for a hot fucking second. So for a guy like him to get a Tony Ferguson, who's ranked number five in the world, you know if you beat him, you're in the club. You've been outside the club, you're in the, you know, you're in the line, you're there with all the girls and guys, you're waiting to get in, you see all these famous people passing by, and they call you up. Finally you get called up. Finally you have the ability to have access to the elite club. And you have access, and all you gotta do is kind of ride this out. And you didn't realize that Tony Ferguson 
was this easy to take down and control on the ground? And I guess, you know, he's going to go for these submissions on the ground, but you're better. So it's like, all right, his only chance really is what? When you look at that fight, where was Tony going to finish him? Not on the ground. Darius Stu versed. He's a better jiu-jitsu practitioner from, you know, as far as technically on the ground. I think Tony's more of a submission threat there, but not with Darius. You know, his background is jiu-jitsu, kids. You know, he's a no-gi world champion. So, okay. So I think for Darius, as much as people want to go, ah, that one's not going to win me any favors. I, I beg to differ, man. The guy did what he had to do to get into the club. He's in the club. He's in the club. Biggest fight of his life. Obviously, Tony Ferguson. I knew I knew Tony was a fan favorite. I didn't realize he was that big. They were ch- chanting his yeah. name like a goddamn Conor McGregor fight. Like, you know, that's not even his hometown. They were chanting his name like it was fucking, you know, like Ireland invaded the MGM Grand and Conor McGregor was fighting. So I, I think that's it's definitely going to help Tony out because obviously they're not going to come after three losses. Let's take a little break from this fight talk. Guess what, man? Maybe you forgot a few things at the store and you're stressing out. Maybe you just need snacks like my fat ass. I always have snacks, always have drinks. And I use DoorDash because I can get in 30 minutes. That's right. What do you need? Dinner, deodorant, toothbrush, maybe a pick-me-up from Dunkin' Donuts, whatever you need, man. We got you covered with DoorDash. You want Chinese, pizza, maybe your kid won't shut up about craving Froyo. We got you covered, man. We got you covered. DoorDash connects you with the restaurants you love right now and right to your door. And now you can get the grocery essentials you need with DoorDash. Get drinks, snacks, other household items delivered in under an hour. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app. Choose what you want from where you want it. And your items will be safely left outside your door. All right. They have over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia. You can support your neighborhood go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Popeye's, Chipotle, Cheesecake Factory. And you guys can also get 25% off and zero delivery fees off your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app, enter the code BTB. That's 25% off up to $10 value and zero delivery freeze on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store. Enter the code BTB. Don't forget that's code BTB for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. Playoffs, that's right, it's playoffs time. And if you're into it, man, and you like to watch the NBA and you like to make money, I got some for you. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you a chance to lower lower the over-under on a featured playoff game. All players who place a bet on the featured basketball game will have a hand in lowering the over-under on the game. That's right, for every 1,500 players who bet the over on the select game, the over-under will drop by one point. All right. The best part is that even as the line lowers, the odds remain at even money. That's right. You can double your money by hammering the over. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Maybe you want to bet on Rob Font, Cody Garbrandt. Let DraftKings be the one. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook now. All right. Use promo code BTB when you sign up to hammer the over. For every 1,500 people that bet the over in the featured game, the line will decrease by one point. Yes, this is your chance to improve the odds of the overhitting. So tell your friends and family this is a team effort. Hammer the over and improve your odds of doubling your money. That's promo code BTB for limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Restrictions apply. Max $25 wage one per customer offer ends may 23rd 2021 see draftkings.com slash sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or in indiana 1-800-9 with it and here's the other thing i can't stand when i hear other people in my business talk about tony ferguson the us fundamentals just aren't there you know it's finally caught up with them where was this same energy when he was when he won fucking 12 in a row or the hell he was on where was that energy no, you were talking that shit then. Where's that? Do you think maybe Father Time, who's undefeated, caught up to Tony Ferguson? Do you think him only landing 30 fucking punches in f- the last three fights caught up to him? Do you think that the guy finally, Father Time, a guy who's trained the hardest of the hardest out of anyone, you can talk to anyone who's ever trained with Tony Ferguson, I've trained with Tony Ferguson. He is cut from a different cloth. We would get done training. Everyone's exhausted. I'm talking about some of the biggest names that are fighting the UFC. We would be exhausted. And this kid's running laps. He's doing drills. He's going on the bag. And he goes, you guys are done? We're like, yeah, we're fucking done. Are you out of your mind? Yeah, he is. He is. 
but he trained so hard. He, he's, he's, it's pedal to the metal. He's fucking driving in six gear for how, how many years now? He won that long streak. And it's such a shame that he never became world champion. It's such a shame that him and Khabib never fought. We never figured out who's the best 155 on the planet. Because for a minute there, we didn't know. And now everybody's like, oh, it's fundamentals. Oh, man, he needs to figure this out. Where was the same energy during that run? You guys were saying shit. All you guys were hanging off is nuts, man. And then now the guy's on a three-fight losing streak, and it's all, well, you know, his fundamentals aren't there. Yeah, it's Tony Ferguson, man. He's never done that, and he's not going to. I just think Father Time, he's ran it so hard. Father Time, like he catches up with everybody, has caught up with Tony, and he's in the toughest division in the world. There's no other division in any other organization that can fucking sniff the jock straps of the lightweight division in the UFC. Not even close. Anyone who says otherwise is getting paid from that organization. You're full of shit. So Tony's fighting the toughest of the toughest in the toughest division. And he's been doing it for a long time. And he was very, very successful. And then Father Time goes, man, with your style, man, you're going to lose a step. And when you lose a step with that style, you're going to get beat the fuck up, man. And my, by beat up, I mean, you're not going to win a round. That's how this goes. You're not going to win a round at the upper echelon. So what do you do with Tony? Fan favorite, lost three in a row, clearly not going to fight for world title. That, that, that ship has sailed. So what do you do with him? This is what I would do with him. No matter what, how, I mean, I'll caveat this, but no matter what happens, Nate Diaz and Tony Ferguson should fight at 55. You look at, you, they're the same guy. They're basically the same guy. One's from Stockton, one's from Orange County. They're the same guy. Nate Diaz has that straight up warrior spirit, that freaking fan base that won't quit. And they got Tony Ferguson, the exact same. They're both at the tailor end of their career. It would be a huge fight. They could be the main event of a pay-per-view that both have cardio for days. You could sell that any day of the week, no matter what happens with Nate Diaz, Leon Edwards in what? Three weeks, some shit like that. Something like that. Makes sense to me. Big name, big name. Two legends of the sport going at it would be a great fight. And that fight sells itself. If, if, Nate, or, yeah, if Nate were to lose to Leon Edwards, that's even an easier fight to make. Way easier fight to make. Now, if he wins it, you're talking, you know, it's Nate Diaz, so he's probably going to get a title shot. But uh, if you were to lose that fight, and, and if Vegas is right, which I don't agree with Vegas, we'll get into that the week of the fight. So if Vegas is right and Leon Edwards was able to win that fight, Dude, you're both coming off losses. You're both huge names with this diehard fan base. Tony's not even talking about retiring. The caveat to that is, you know, what's Tony's leg like? How's that ankle? What's that ankle do, baby? That ankle got fucking pop, pop. And here, here's the other thing about uh, Darius. You know, people, that's not that exciting of a fight. I, I didn't find it. I thought, I thought it was pretty dope. I thought, it was, uh, you know, I didn't mind it, man. Dominating to a, to a legend and Tony Ferguson on the ground like that. Not giving him any, you know, an inch for the submissions, and then also get him in a, that fucking heel hook, popping his knee, and then once you know it's popped, you got a you got a guy there. Now, if you wanted to go for the entertainment points, you kept it on the feet because you know Tony can't really punch, can't gain any leverage, can't gain any power because he has nothing to push off of because his fucking you blew out his leg, you blew out his leg. So I don't know what kind of surgery is going to happen there. And then remember, that's also the same leg that Tony had to have reconstructive knee surgery on, and he was was then able to fight Khabib. That's the same leg. So there's some layoff there. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. But it's not good. It's not good. How about your boy, Andre Munez, against Jacare? Mm-hmm. And I looked up uh, Munez's uh, BJJ credentials. I don't see anything. <laughs> I know he started just when he was young because I think he was getting bullied. But there's no like extensive background there for him competing. I I haven't seen anything. Have you, is there anything there? Not that I see here. But for him to submit Jockray, I don't give a fuck if Jockray's eighty. For you to blow out Jockray's arm like that, you got a nasty ass jitsu game, my man. And here's what's crazy: he called it. That's why I looked into him because leading into the fight during the press conference, he goes, yeah, I'm going to submit Jacare. It's like, okay, good luck with that, dude. Not only did he submit Jacare, but he blew his fucking arm out. You guys hear that thing pop? Yeah. 
the only time I can remember that really happening, you know, and these 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 guys are such savages. Remember when Tim Sylvia got his arm popped by Frank Mayer? Mm -hmm. And then I think it was Herb Dean or maybe Big John. I think it was Herb Dean jumped in and stopped it Mm -hmm. because those guys would keep going. Those guys would keep going. But there was that. I know Henzo had the one where they blew his arm out. And then uh, Big Nog had his fucking shoulder shredded to pieces by Frank Mayer. To me, that was the worst one. The worst submission of all time to watch if – especially if you're a newbie, you're like, oh, I like this game. I'm thinking about doing jiu-jitsu. Let me see how these guys do it. And then you watch Frank Mayer, who gets rocked and he's in trouble, and then gets Big Nog, who's a legend and has a hell of a right hand, trust me. He fucking gets him in a Kimura, and that heavyweight torque on a Kimura is something that you need to watch. And if you haven't seen it, look it up, and you will never do jiu-jitsu in your life. (laughs) He'll throw up. He blows his shoulder the fuck out. But that one was super, super. I mean, I you know, Jack Ray's older man. Jack Ray's seventy in jiu-jitsu years. You know, he's fucking. He's an older alligator man. He's an older gator. And that old gator got fucking caught. And it's weird because uh, Munez was high. It, like it didn't look like great technique. Clearly knew what he was doing. Clearly knew what he was doing. Jack Ray probably stopped. Uh, Andrea K- KGB Lee had a great submission. Her legs had to have been dying. Holding that triangle for so fucking long, uh, but back to the main card. Uh, Venata, that fight was fantastic. All they, the good, good fight night, man. Yeah, isn't it weird? Not weird, but you know, you had a pack stadium, you had a pack arena in Houston. The the fighters just yeah. vibe off that off energy, it. right? It's mm-hmm. different than those fight nights or those other cards where there's no crowd. Yeah, it's just different, man. You're there, there's more pressure. You can the, there's something there, man. The electricity of other human bodies, just that that pulsing. They just make something special, man. Uh, Barboza looked fantastic. Barboza looked absolutely fantastic. Him at featherweight, you know, he's two in a row. I think Shane Burgos ranked number ten, so he's gonna get something fun there. Um, you know the you know the the Caitlin fight, the the female fight went to decision. You know, you had two fights there that were you know they're cool. There weren't like the other fights, but you know it can all be fucking barn burners. Again, now that woman's flyweight division. Come on down. Who's gonna get fucking head kicked by Shevchenko? That's what you. That's what you get. So I just watch that and it's like, can she beat the champ? No. So I, I just it's hard for me to get up for him. But she's a fantastic fighter. Um. So here's the problem. What do you do with Darius? Not a problem. It's a good problem to have if you're a UFC matchmaker. But at 55, what would you do with Darius? What do you do with him? He's going to jump. He's going to jump our boy uh, Hooker. So you're probably going to have him at five. So if Connor at six, I think a Dos Anjos fight would make the most sense. Even though, you know, they told him top five. Let, let's say Dana sticks his word and goes, he's going to top five guy, guy next. Well, he's, he's going to be ranked fifth. So you have Chandler coming off a loss. I think Chandler gets Gaethje. You have Charles Oliveira as the champ. You have Justin Gaethje. Dustin Poirier's matchup with Conor McGregor. So the only formidable uh, opponent there that would be free to dance with him would be Justin Gaethje. But I have a feeling Justin Gaethje, we haven't seen him in the news. He hasn't been doing much because he's just waiting. And I think what should happen next would be Chandler versus Gaethje. Yeah. You could do Chandler versus um, Darius. It's a, f- it's a bit of a fall for Chandler there. You could do Chandler Darius. I don't think they're going to award him that. Um, I think you get Chandler versus Gaethje. Winner that's going to fight for the title. In that main event with Charles Oliveira and Chandler, um, if those boys fight 10 times, I think he gets five apiece. That fight was, I mean, milliseconds from being Michael Chandler's. That was a close fucking fight. Um, you could even give that first round a 10-8 if you wanted to. He almost finished him. Uh, Charles Oliver had to jump to guard to gain his uh, wits about him. He was getting so rocked. So I wouldn't be mad at that. I thought the leg kicks would have been more of an issue for Chandler, especially early on when Charles was landing those. Um, and the second round comes along, and you know they're, they're trading there. I think Chandler's confidence got a little too high and let his guard down and try to exchange – 
Charles Oliveira had the better technique. Right hand was high to the chin through that left hook and wobbled him, you know? So I just feel like that is a fight. And I, I thought going in the second round, I'm like, oh, Chandler's going to win this thing. I'm texting Will Compton, you know, busting with the boys because he's a big Chandler fan. They're both in Nashville. Told my girl, she goes, what do you think is going to happen? I go, I, Chandler's going to land one. I, I think he gets him out of here in the second round. But Charles Oliveira, if you've watched his career, this, this championship fight for him kind of models his career. Struggled early on, gained his wits about him, got his confidence, adjusted, and won the fight. That's Charles Oliveira's entire career in one nutshell. Took him 28 fights to become champion. You know how insane that is? I think the next closest, Michael Bisbing. But you're talking about a 31-year-old Charles Oliveira. And how cool was it? I wasn't, you know, obviously Chandler's a friend of mine. Want him to win. But once you saw how happy Charles Oliveira was and his natural reaction after he got the belt, it just makes you feel good. Makes you feel good, man. He was so happy. I love how he's running the crowd. How about security? Let him enjoy the moment. Just back off, fellas. Let him enjoy the goddamn moment. Last time we saw that was Jose Aldo, huh? Yep. Yeah, I thought, uh, you know, those guys fight 10 times. It's five apiece, five and five. So, um, you know, Chandler had that, man. That was close. That was a close fight. Charles Oliveira's a beast, man. Super beast. So Charles Oliveira will get, uh, I think they're going to do Chandler Gaethje, and they'll have a, a right at fighting for a title. Because Chandler and Gaethje both lost fighting for a world title. So that makes sense. Great fight. Tough fight to call. Um, and for Charles Oliveira, clearly the winner of Dustin Poirier, Conor, Conor McGregor. I, I, I don't think Dana was ready to give that up yet, but come on. I mean, you offered Dustin Poirier this fight. You know, it, and what's weird is you have the champ in Charles Oliveira and, and Michael Chandler, for that matter, chasing the contender. Like everyone, like we all know in here, and I think most of the fans do, Dustin Poirier is your champion. Dustin Poirier is your guy. That's your guy. You know, so he, he's the number one in the world. So I need to see Charles Oliveira beat Dustin Poirier. Theo texts me and goes, man, I, I think Dustin Poirier matches up better with Charles Oliveira than Michael Chandler. I don't know. It's a good fight. It's a really good fight. Really, really good fight. For Chandler... It's tough, man. I, I thought out of all the top guys, he matched up best with Charles Oliveira. You know, mm -hmm. Gaethje's a, a different animal. Gaethje's a tough fight for him. I think he's only one away, you know? I think he's one away. If the UFC wants to make it difficult, they're going to give some, someone like Darius and then have to fight a Gaethje and then fight it for a title. But that fight was <clears throat> so entertaining. I don't think Chandler's stock drops that much. No. We all know how close he was to winning that fight. Great fucking fight, though. Really good fight. The craze right now, CBD. That's right. CBD's popping up everywhere. And you don't know who to trust. You maybe got your favorites and you've been ordering from this site. You ordered direct. Well, guess what? Now I got a one-stop shop of the top CBD freaking brands on the planet all in one space that's right we're talking about direct hemp it's the amazon of cbd and hemp you can choose from dozens of products all right from multiple brands the best brands and get everything shipped in one convenient box all right orders are shipped directly from direct hemp website and they have you covered man whatever you're looking for we got you we got you, man. Order ship before 11 a.m. Central. Ship out the same day. All right? We have great customer service 24-7. And you can also scroll the website, all right? And they also have 100% satisfaction guaranteed. So if you're ready to try CBD or you've been trying it and got your favorites, I bet you directhemp.com has you covered with your favorites, whether it's gummies, chewables. Uh, I use the drops. We got you covered, man. Go to directhemp.com. Promo code THICK, and starting tomorrow, Tuesday, you get 20% off those drips. That's right. You get 20% off. Use promo code THICK. Go to directhemp.com. Promo code THICK. What else you got, Jen? Yeah, great fight. And also, who would have known that Oliveira would have stopped him with strikes and not a submission? That was pretty dope to see. Yeah, it was, you know, he's not no known as a knockout artist. You know, he's really not. Uh, also, down, during the weekend, there was one championship, and Brandon Vera lost his world title. To mm -hmm. Arhan Bular, who, who became the first Indian MMA world title champion. First Indian? Yeah. He's from Canada, right? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Pretty dope. Yeah, Brandon Vera lost his light heavyweight title. Now this is his heavyweight title. Mm. 
And just an update on Jacare. He actually broke his humerus. So the top bone between the elbow and the shoulder. I thought he popped his elbow at first, but he actually broke the It's uh, too loud. Yeah, I figured it was bone because it's so loud, man. Yeah, yeah. But he looks happy. He seemed all right, yeah, too. He's good. <laughs> he's in good spirits. And I guess today is the day he gets the surgery. Mm. Yeah. At his age, though, man, you got to figure out. I wonder what the UFC does with him. What, let me see his uh, record lately. Sure. Where's he at on the card here? There he is. There he is. Whoa. Ooh. Yeah, not the best. So he locked to Jack. Lost to Jan. Lost to Kevin Holland. Then this. Yep. I would assume he's lost five out of his last six. And he's won. Uh, he's lost six out of his last eight. Good chance they cut him. Yeah. He's probably making a good amount of money, too, at his level. Uh, another cool thing that happened was Tony Ferguson. I don't know why they put this picture up here, but so Tony Ferguson at the press conference was saying about, you know, this is a big fight card, so we should get big bonuses. So Dana White actually gave $75,000 bonuses to the fighters. I think it should be 100000 Of course. Yeah. But um, that was cool that just, he just said it. Cool. Yeah, and Tony was saying how there's Dana White privilege. <laughs> that was hilarious. Funny, Great line, Tony. Dana, like, busted up laughing on it, too. So he is it? Is that permit? They're seventy five k. I think it's just, just the big pay per views. Yeah, or I think it was just that fight. Oh really? That card, that sucks. yeah. Because yeah, fifty. Come on, Dana. I know. What are we doing? You gamble on sports payment more than that. <laughs> do, do, the people does MMA junkie think that's Tony Ferguson? I think maybe that's one of the people that got the bonus. That's why. Let me double check. That's a uh, that one girl. She no girl got a bonus. So, uh, yeah, that's so I don't know why they was that, that picture there. Huh. So it wasn't. But then Tony Ferguson has that same back tattoo, so who yeah, knows maybe what happened they just there? Fucked up. Yeah. Your boy, Alan Joban, finally uh, announced his retirement. Good for him, man. I know yeah. he's doing a MMA podcast with my boy Jason Ellis. Uh-huh. Good day, mate, or something like that. Good day, MMA. Uh is that what it is? Yeah. I'd like to officially announce my retirement from MMA fighting and the UFC. I've given me everything I have today. I will not change a single thing for my journey. Get to live my dream and not know what was, and not, and no, and not na- know what was next, because I got to live my dream and not know what was next. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he doesn't know what he's gonna do now. Yeah, well, so that, that's what he meant. But now he's gonna go into commentating on his podcast. Yeah. Did we know what you're doing? Mm-hmm. This isn't what. Coach teammates, those part of this I appreciate you so much. Thanks to all my supporters. If I can't compete to my fullest, then I won't. Yeah, I think a lot of guys, you know, when you when you look at like a Jacare and Tony Ferguson and Diego Sanchez and Donald Cerrone and Chuck Liddell, like, dude, this this game, man, that's why hats off to Khabib. 30 and 0 was like, I'm good, man. Even for Khabib, you stick around long enough, the father time's gonna get you, man. 29, right? 29 no. 29, no, that's right. He never got to 30. Um, so you stick around long enough, this game's gonna eat you up, man. Everybody, right? Every yeah. single buddy. Remember when Benil Darius called out Elon Musk? What did you think of that call out? Uh, Iran's finest, huh? He, uh, you know, I knew who's gonna do the Jesus thing, which he always does, which is good for him and his faith. And then he, so he's been waiting six months. What Elon said, it's coming soon. Sorry for the yeah, delay. So he actually responded. That's cool. Yeah. But to take that opportunity to do that. Yeah, and the, I th- yeah, he kind of dropped the ball there because you just beat, you know, Tony Ferguson, a big name, and you're trying to get a, into the mix for this title shot, and it's so log jammed up there with these superstars. And he's like, oh, I'll just take whoever. And then even Joe's like, you don't want to call anybody out? He's like, you know, everybody's matched up, and I got a kid coming. It's like, okay. Like, call somebody out, and then – Behind the scenes, tell him, hey, I got a kid, so can I do it in, like, September, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, he c- called out Elon Musk, get your car. All right. That's mm. all his coach was saying that they deserve a title shot. Ain't happening. Not yet. Not happening. Uh, Conor McGregor made the top of the Forbes list for highest paid athlete. I'm assuming because he sold his whiskey. Has to be. But that's a huge accomplishment. Big time. Who's number yeah. two? Kevin Durant? No. Ten. ten. So it goes from ten to one. So ten's Kevin Durant. Then it goes to Tom Brady at 76 mil. Jesus Christ. Yeah. He but beat out my thing with Connor, so is this based off 
Now it has to be well. So it says Brady's earnings from the past year were forty-five million on the field, thirty million off the field. Oh, so it's both. So it's both. Yeah. That's why Connor's number one. Mm-hmm. I would like it if it was just in Athlete competition. Stuff. Yes. Yeah. But he beat these huge names: Lewis Hamilton, dude, Roger Federer, Neymar, Jesus Christ, Neymar. LeBron. He How crazy LeBron is that, dude? <laughs> Even LeBron James selling all those Nikes and shit. LeBron James had a tough year. Ain't nobody buying that jersey. No. Des Prescott sold that, or yeah, that big ass contract. Christian Ronaldo, Ronaldo, who's number two? Lionel Messi, one hundred thirty mil. Yeah, one hundred and eighty million fucking dollars. UFC fighter. Then scroll down. Dan is like, see what we pay our guys? Like, whoa, easy. Uh, McGregor's earnings from the past year were twenty two million locked on. Here it goes. 22 million in the octagon and 158 million out of the octagon. Oh, DraftKings promotion too. What do you mean? He uh, had an endorsement deal with DraftKings. Oh, wow. Yeah. Welcome to the team. Yeah. Uh, his whiskey, let me see, his biggest deal by far came when he sold his majority stake in the whiskey brand. The deal netted the fighter well over 100 million, according to Forbes. And that's him not reporting how much he made. So you got a lot more than that. It's insane because we remember when Connor first got in, mm-hmm. like it was only a few years ago, and then he became the most richest, the most famous, the biggest guy ever. We ever. saw the whole thing happen too. Yeah, isn't it great? Yeah. Nothing's better than the guys come up. All right. This is a quick one, John Jones. So I guess Dana White said that Steve A would most likely be next for John Jones, and John Jones immediately was like, no. He's going to have a... High uh, high profile fight with Ngano. It doesn't sound like the Ngano fight's happening. At least not first, for sure. He's Derek Lewis first. So I guess John's just gonna sit out. Yeah, he's gonna sit out. He hasn't fought in two years. And here, data too. Like obviously, it's you know negotiation tactics. But he goes, listen, John's the goat. So if he never fights again, that's fine with me, man. Mm-hmm. And I gotta be honest, I I think the UFC's okay with that. They're not making their nut off John Jones fighting. He hasn't fought in two years. Yeah. He can fight this summer. He can never fight again. If I'm John, I just don't get why, like, Stipe is regarded as the greatest heavyweight of all time. If you're that good, go beat him, dude. And then it gives you more leverage to fight Francis. Or is the goal just to beat Francis and be done? Like, are, do you just want one fight? If you want just one fight, then I guess this tactic makes sense. But if your goal is to compete at heavyweight and actually fight like Steve is a f- great fucking fight. Greatest of all time, dude. He's more decorated than Francis. Yeah, but it's not as big a fight. What if he loses? Does that F up the, that's, Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But that's my thing. What's he want to do? Mm. If it's just one fight for that huge payday and fight Francis, I, you know, they're obviously not budging, dude. Yeah. Here's a, it sounds like they're just moving on. Here's a little updated pick on how he looks right now. Yeah, he's huge. Mm-hmm. Do not let Usada in that, Jim. <laughs> uh, so a few fight announcements. First one, Tiago Santos and Johnny Walker. Ooh. Yeah, September 25th. God, that's a tough fight for Johnny Walker. Yeah. He hasn't that's fought a in a while. Matchup, though. What, was, what was his last fight? That guy, that guy had so much promise. He decided to do the Brazilian worm and blow his fucking shoulder out. Remember that? Yeah, it's so sad. Yeah, he's crushing it. And I was like, dude, let me hit the worm real quick. And then blew his goddamn shoulder out. Honestly, one KO. Ryan Span. Yeah, let's go. Cry Live, let's Corey Anderson. Yep. So that's a fun fight. God, that's a tough fight for him. And who would have thought this would happen? Paulo Costa and Jared Cannonier. It's a good fight. Mm-hmm. Fight night, August 21st. Hmm. And this one, too. Derek Brunson and Darren Till. That is a great fight for Darren Till. Mm. Great fight for Darren Till. Yeah, good to come back. Derek Brunson's gonna have his hands full there. Good fight for Derek too. You know, coming off that win. Yeah, Shabazz he beat up too. Um, Uriah Hall and Sean Strickland. Not what I was thinking for Uriah Hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's Sean Strickland ranked? Well, here's his last three fights. So he's on a four fight. Yeah, he's string. on a. He beat Brendan Allen. That's the one that I really loved out of him. He beat Jocko. He's on a four-fight win streak. All right. Yeah, not what I had in mind for... Uh, <laughs> Yara Hall? No. He's number 12. 
So they say, cool, Uriah Hall, you broke fucking Chris Weidman's, doesn't count. Here's Sean Strickland. Big come up for Sean Strickland. Yeah. All right, let's yeah, that, do that middleweight divisions fucking packed. Yeah. Dude. Anthony Pettis is already fighting again June 10th. PFL 4 main event Doc, against Alex back Martinez. Back against the wall for Pettis. Yeah. You go 0 and 2 in that new promotion. And that's Alex's record, so he's not. I mean, yeah, he's no punk. No pushover, yeah. Um, Islam Makachev finally got an opponent, opponent Tiago Moises. What poor soul signed up for this? <laughs> Tiago Moises, I think he's on a three-fight. Yeah, three-fight win streak against Michael Johnson, Bobby Green, and Alex Hernandez. Yeah. I mean, yeah, with Makachev, I mean, I figured maybe Darius, that'd be his next guy, but. Mm. Okay. This is just a real quick, interesting thing. So Zhang Whaley's coach believes the booze actually – by the way, Zhang Weili is saying that that's not an excuse. She doesn't say that's why she lost the fight, but the coach did feel like the amount of booze in Florida was so crazy, like it shook her. Really? Yeah. Then maybe this isn't for you. <laughs> and booze. That was kind of crazy, too. Like, I don't know. It was weird. The booze? Yeah. You Really? I mean, you thought like, they would cheer? It was overly booze. You're in America. I know. Not a chance. <laughs> I mean, what do you think? They were going to give you a fucking roaring applause? I mean, just think about all the shit going on right now, man. And obviously, it's not her fault, but in any facet, but you thought you were going to get a warm welcome? <laughs> Definitely not a warm welcome. And you're fighting an American and you're Chinese? What'd you think was going to happen? <laughs> I was bowing. Uh, I think we really performed quite well in the beginning. There's huge psychological disadvantage fight among a hostile crowd. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. You know what you should try? Try fighting fucking Noguera in Brazil. Let me know how that goes for you. So Whaley wanted to relax more and be less nervous, but when she tried, she didn't relax. Instead, she lost focus. So at the moment, she was actually not fully there. So I would say Whaley wasn't focused enough. Wanted her to be in her vacuum of focus from the moment of entrance, but we let the booze overwhelm us. Then this ain't for you. Hey, because here's the thing. You're not getting a rematch in fucking China. <laughs> that would be uh, sick, though. What would you say? No, that would be sick, though. Uh, the UFC's not doing that. Yeah. Okay. Weird. You, yeah. What? That's her coach, not her. Yeah, that's not coach. Yeah. That's fucking. Oh, nuts. so the booze when you were in uh, Brazil, did that affect you at all? No, I no? don't give a fuck. Okay. Oh, really? You're going to boo the American fight in Brazil? <laughs> I wasn't like, what? Oh, what, what is this? I'm on focus. No, man. All right. Of course I'm in fucking booed. Little old a Chinese girl fighting an American, America? American Lithuanian. It's, I mean,. She's born here, man. She's as American as it gets. Yeah. I mean, what do you think was going to happen? Look at the climate we're in, Definitely too. had some booze. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, man, if that flushes you, I mean, the next one ain't going to be any better. Unless they do in China, which they're not. That would be dope, though. That'd be sick to see UFC card in China. Um, did they ever do it? I think They've they did it. Yeah, before. they did it for you. Yeah. Okay. Bisbing fought Kelvin Gaslam out there. Oh, yeah. It's a nightmare for the American fighters. All right, so this is Joshua Fabia explaining why he hits Diego 20 minutes a day. This is an interview he did with Mike Swick, like, in March. Dude, I swear to God, Joshua Fabia, you keep your fucking tentacles off Tony Ferguson. He's in a bad spot right now. Oh, my God. I could see you trying to convert him, you son of a bitch. What's this he is say? A, it's a very long one. Oh, He's please like, let me I can't get up. <laughs> this guy's long. such a fucking shit show. It's the best. Yeah. And they start talking shit to Rogan. Ugh. So this is him talking, yep. Fabian? Mm -hmm. he goes, Mike Swick. Oh, I love this. I can't believe Mike Swick gave him a platform. All right. It's interesting to, to talk to him, though, right? Just to see how he is. But the platform thing I get. Listen, I, I guess you get views and we're talking about it. Mm -hmm. Fabian, you are not welcomed here, brother. <laughs> there will be no food truck. You will not be featured in anything I would do of ever. Interviews. Uh, so you got guys that are at the highest level. Some guys at the highest level, yet they got huge holes in their game. Of I don't want to move out of the way of an attack, which is crazy talk because I don't respect this guy's power. Fabian told Swick coming off a rant about how coaches don't take enough responsibility for their fighters. Lost. Okay, if you don't respect it, then you better have your hands in the right place. That's it. Better know how to blend and parry. You better know how to roll it. You better know how to absorb strikes. So I'm seeing guys get knocked out like nothing. I never see any of them training getting hit. <sighs> Here's where it gets dark, yep. everybody. 
So Diego, I hit 20 minutes a day. (laughs) This is so great. Oh my God. So Diego, I hit 20 minutes a day. 20 minutes a day. I hit him so his body understands impact. Again, how does Diego and I go, have you ever seen me fight, man? You ever seen me fight Clay Guida? You ever seen that one? He's like, nah, I don't watch that shit, man. Here, hang upside down like a bat so I can beat the fuck out of you, dude. It sounds like Fabian's doing this for himself, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, crazy. So I hit, I hit Diego 20 minutes a day. Oh, yeah, and how's that been working? How has, how has Diego's career gone since you've fucking sucked those bullshit tentacles at him? Uh, hit him so his body understands impact. Yeah, because they don't have an entire career of getting hit. These fighters are thinking they ne- they're never going to get fucking hit. When they do, it gets them emotional. Nope, not true, man. It gets them all these other things. They start feeling like it's a failure versus... Here's my thing with all this. How does Diego and I go, yeah, dude, I get it. Uh, how many times did you fight? How do you know this? Oh, you don't? Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Keep talking. And he goes, that's what's supposed to happen here. Crazy. Calm down. If you actually master that skill of getting hit, I'll skin CT. And fear anxieties make you rush or hesitate won't be there. It really will be bleeded out. Blend it out. <laughs> Blend it out. And the ability to, I put bleed in there for the, the, for the <laughs> drama. Uh, and the ability to understand when to exhale and when to breathe, to escape and move when you get enough oxygen in your brain to make a coherent decision. Not just reactive decision, because sometimes Justin's perfect example is Dustin. Dustin has a beautiful pause position to strike to see how the other guy's reacting. Don't know where to place the next strike, but there's this subtleness, because if you're rushing a blind combination where there's guys just holding pads and then lets you do it, you're just hoping to make contact. You make those micro adjustments Dustin's doing, you just can't. That comes from being able to breathe in the moment. You know, experience. <clears throat> I, I'm done reading. This guy's so full of shit. Uh, keep rolling down. Fabio then turns to CT, UFC rankings, judging. Yeah, he's complaining about well, I'm telling CT you now, thing. 10 years later with brain damage, you can. And Gaethje and all those wars, trust me, it'll be a thing. You can see the wars that 20% has gone through now. You can see the effects of these things. And yet he's hitting him 20 minutes a day. And that's where this is. And that's where the coaches are not helping in a lot of ways because they want to win the round in that fashion. The old way that Diego was getting credit for fighting with just heart. Just go out there. If you fight that way, you can't lose. Well, I'm telling you now, 10 years later with brain damage. All right. And it's insane. Another sad twist to this whole story. This is an interview Diego did on someone's show. And then he talked about how his family is trying to get him away from Fabia. So he's actually going to try to disown them because I don't know. He trusts this guy this much. Being open and honest, I think is one of the big factors about me and Joshua. Also loyalty. Sanchez said in a recent interview, I've been loyal and not giving up on this guy, not believing the bullshit of the internet. There's a lot of bullshit on the internet, but this is just, I mean, this is not a conspiracy here, Diego. Even to the point where I'm having having family members that I'm having to disown some family members because it's hard. The agenda is so hard, so hard, pushed so hard. I've got my own family members telling me that they know better than me for my life. Mm-hmm. They're telling me that, tell me, get that guy. He's conning you. He's going to fuck your whole life up. Get him out of your life. And these people are like, this is happening. This is real. Jesus Christ. He's in a bad place. It says it's worth pointing out in 2019, uh, Mike Winklejohn also initially claimed that the moment he tried to figure out what he was doing and tried to challenge him, Fabius training methods, we were all fired. Fuck. Such a shame. Yeah. Okay. To lighten the Well, not here. the UFC's problem. Not anymore. God, you imagine if you have a kid and this baby guy fucking leached onto him? It's like an addiction, man, you know, and Diego's open minded to it, and it's just, you know, it's a shame. He got him at the right moment. That's why it's, it's messed up. But also, Diego is a competitor. At one point, Diego, it's like, how's this been going, dude? How, I mean, have we had success together? No. It's like cult leader stuff. So it's not working. All right. Um, someone got it. I don't know how real this is, but this is from Madness MMA. Someone got a tattoo of Connor during that one knockout. Hmm. I mean, I, yeah. I don't, I don't know what you do with that. I don't. Um, and it's bad work. Definitely bad work. Okay, moving on. Tyson Fury was training with Nick Diaz which is super random. I'll just play you this clip right here. So they're just kind of doing grappling and like fakes and stuff like that. I'm here with my boy Nick the Batandian! What are you saying, Nick? 
for working hard. It's awkward too. Coming for all you motherfuckers out there. You're getting smashed up. You better believe it. Absolutely smashing it. He's in tremendous shape. He's ready. Make the fight, Dana. Make the fight. That's all he does. He just keeps going. Yeah, like, <laughs> he looks good, though, man. Yeah. So, yeah, they're doing sprawls and, and takedowns and stuff like that. And Fury then. announced it's uh, August 14th, yeah. Saudi Arabia. Oh, this is him announcing it's him it. announcing it. It's Tyson Fury, the Gypsy King. Got some massive news. Fury looks in shape, too, man. Just got off the phone from. Because we saw that one picture, he's out of shape. He looks fucking good right now. He told me this fight's a 100% home. August 14th, 2021, summertime. All eyes of the world will be on the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. And I cannot wait, repeat, cannot wait to smash Anthony Joshua on the biggest stage of all times. This is going to be the biggest sporting event <clears throat> ever to grace the planet Earth. Well. Do not miss it. All eyes on us. Peace out. God bless. See you all in Saudi! It's such yes. a... Listen, I, they could fight at a fucking in and out up the street, and I'd be content with it. I just went, you got two Brits. How does this not happen in Wembley Stadium in fucking England? I don't know. Saudi pays more? Probably. Yeah. Also, I don't think England's open. But Oh, there you go, too. Um, so, yeah, so it was announced on At least ESPN it's getting done, though. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Can't wait. Can't wait. What a fight. What a fucking fight. Check this out. It happened again. Which is crazy for oh, Reese wow. His KO got turned into a no contest. That's cool. Yeah. So we were talking about that. I said the chance of this getting overturned is zero to none, but mm -hmm. it's happening. They saw the tap. Good for uh, Verdum. Yeah. And check this out. This is, uh, I think Luke, Luke Thomas posted this. This is a rendering of what actually happened to Billy Joe Saunders' orbital, and that's the repair. How do they take his eye out and put in that mesh guard? They can go through. Oh, my God. Do the skin. So you want to be a fighter, huh? Yeah. Jesus that's Christ. What that was from that fucking uppercut. Mm -hmm. People dare to suggest he should keep fighting. What Remember the commentator? It's like, he quit. <laughs> God. They don't know. Way to go, DeZone. Um, this is David uh, Dana White complaining about the Triller CEO. He said the, the Triller CEO said that GSP wanted to fight Oscar De La Hoya, and then Dana White stopped it. I doubt GSP wanted to do that. GSP's a smart dude. And then why would he even need it, you know? But uh, let me show you his original post here. This is from that CEO. Uh, God. Dana White and UFC just blocked George Bain here from fighting Oscar De La Hoya. It's a big payday for just being both he and Oscar's dream to fight each other. Um, Dana would rather hold back those who put the UFC where it is and why tagged everybody. I've tried to call and text Dana at least five times to make it work for both, both parties. Not even a courtesy return call. And he's not trying to get Jake Paul to fight for the UFC now. And he's trying to get Jake Paul to fight for the UFC now. That's what he's implying. Making him offers, just hurting his own people and chasing ours. He did that meme. That's a terrible meme. Mm -hmm. Um... Yeah, I saw Dana in the press conference. Like, these guys calling me and shit. He's like, just do your thing. Leave my guys alone. Mm -hmm. It's <clears> tough. <throat> yeah, with Dana, I'm, I'm a little bit with him on this. It's like, you know, and this is assuming GSP wanted to fight him. I don't see GSP. I, mean, I couldn't imagine on. either. GSP, man. You, yeah. It's like the next guy to fight Diego. Just leave those guys alone, man. Like, obviously, fucking Oscar De La Hoya is on all the cocaine in the world. It's a nightmare, dude. So I don't see GSP fighting an old, old weathered golden boy for money. You know, that's not the right move for GSP. He's in movies, for God's sakes. Um, I'm, I'm with Dana separating himself from the shit show, man. It's, it's a fine fucking line, man. You don't want to blur those, you know? There's a lane for it and they're doing it. Just do it, man. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't need to go after these UFC guys. So when he says the Jake Paul thing, though, and then Jake Paul did show up at the you know the UFC event, do you think Dana White is at all trying to get him? You never know. Yeah. And he didn't answer the question either at the press conference. He was like, fuck this guy. I don't want to talk to him. Do your own thing. And did they ask if you're trying to sign Jake Paul? He didn't mention that or the GSP thing. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Dana doesn't play well with others. Yeah. And I know you're going to hate this, but Tito Ortiz called out Chuck Liddell. 
randomly, we need to run it back in the UFC. In the UFC? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not happening. Triller might do that. Triller might do that. And Triller also, might do that. involving Chuck Liddell, you know the Aaron Carter, Lamar Odom fight? He's the ref. He's the ref. How the random is blurred. that? The lines are getting blurred, kids. When's that shit show of a fight? June 11th or 12th, I think. Listen, man, I watch everything. Invicta, Bellator, one championship, any UFC fight nights, contender series. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's a hard pass on Lamar Odom fighting. Hard, and I'm, I got problems. I'm a general. I'll watch bum fights. I'll watch fucking those hood fights on World Star. I can't get enough of it. And I, I have no desire to see Aaron Carter in fucking Log or what, fucking <laughs> Lamar Odom fight. Definitely not going to buy it. I'm definitely going to watch the highlights, though. Oh, yeah, if someone sent me the if there's a yeah. knockout or something. Oh, man. Um, I think this will be the last one. So, Caitlin Chukagan, we were just talking about her. Apparently, her Twitter handle has a bunch of porn on it, so people are asking her. And then I guess it was hacked like two months ago. She just never like got back into it. And it's people posting porn clip, not obviously of her. No, no. But I looked at it. You want to see it now? We can probably blur it out. Sure. So I didn't know how to use the Twitter thing, but then Kevin looked at, it's like what she likes. Her likes have all the porn on it. So I'll go to her likes here. And it's mostly black porn. The big dick. Yeah. Well, this it's is all cool. interesting. I know. And it's on her account. Well, I'm going to follow her now. Her, her verified account, too. Yeah. This is fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, just all all right. Ah, well, yeah, she. There you go. It's the same girl too. Is it? I think so. And maybe, but it's just a bunch of this. All right, I got it. <laughs> Don't give everybody in here a hard on. Chins like as you can see here. Oh, yeah, she right here cradles this one's different. This is a little different. I mean, Caitlyn doesn't even have her app, uh, picture up on her profile. Yeah. If you go to her regular tweets, it's her. But this is from yeah, Feb March, February. Weird. Oh, She's not she just never weird. like didn't complain about it or anything. <laughs> Hopefully, they can take care of that for. Yeah. Um. All right. The fights. Yeah, man. You got Bellator and you got a fight night. Mm -hmm. Fight night Saturday night. Rob Font, Cody Garbrandt. That it's at four is two. a beast. What'd you say? Four p.m. Pacific Standard. This fight. Oh, is it four p.m. Yeah. Pacific starts? Mm -hmm. And it's at the Apex Center. I wonder yep. why they're doing so early. I don't know. What else is Saturday night? Nothing comes to mind. NBA playoffs. They're, they're in the, the trying to figure out that eight seed. You got LeBron Curry. I don't know if that starts this weekend. Weird. 4 p.m. Whatever. Fight night. You got two fucking fire fights on here with mm -hmm. Rob Font, Cody Garbrandt. Such a great freaking fight at Bantamweight. And then you got Jack Hermerson, Edmund Shabazian, uh, which was a post postponed fight, which made the card as well. And I cannot wait. Cannot wait. And even, you know, the the prelims aren't terrible. You got Ben Rothwell on there. You got Court McGee. Um, who's Ben's fighting? Yeah, he's fighting a, this kid's first UFC fight. Oh, that dude that flips everywhere? Chris uh, Barnett. Yeah. Rob Font and Cody Garbrandt. There's no, if that goes decision, you got fight of the year. If they're just sock, rock em, sock em, robots sock each other up. God, what a fight. Winter Hill Gang, Rob Font. Great fight. Uh, and what do you got for uh, Bella Torchin? Right here. Chris Cyborg, Leslie Smith. They still can't find anybody to fight Chris Cyborg, so that's fun. Um, love to see Clarissa Shields get in there. Did you ever see Chris Clarissa Shields and Chris Cyborg spar? Mm -mm. It was nuts. Oh, did I? Uh, like way back now. Yeah. Shields is lightener the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> still, Cyborg's holding her own, but whew, it's rough. Uh, so got Leslie Smith. Tough fucking go for Leslie yeah. Smith. Who knows when Father Time to catch up Cyborg, though? Could be this one. Uh, you got Paige Van Zant's man, Austin Vanderford, Fabian Edwards. Good stuff, man. Oh, you got uh, Lareda. Yep, Women's Valerie flyweight. Lareda. Valerie Lareda. Best woman on earth. Fighting. Decent fights for Bellator. That's Saturday Night Tuchin? Yeah. There you have it, kids. Enjoy the fights. Oh, never mind. Friday, May 21st. So they're Friday. Friday, May 21st. That's in Connecticut. Mohegan Sun. Mm -hmm. Then UFC Saturday, Saturday at 4, 4 p.m. Great, grand, wonderful.
That's a great fight. Rob Font, Cody Garbrandt. Is that it, dude? That's it, dude. All right, man. And I am off to Houston. Uh, Houston, Texas, this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Houston Improv, May 20th through 22nd. I will have uh, freaking David Lucas with me, who's a monster. Um, you might have seen him on Kill Tony, or you've seen him on the, the Roast on YouTube. And then you got Chappelle Lacey, my ride or die. Chappelle Lacey's also with me. We have a hell of a show. That's Houston this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Get tickets at FATKZ.com now. And then the only other day I got for you guys lined up is Oklahoma City, Brickstown Comedy Club, June 10th through the 12th. Uh, they have Denver on there, and that's happening, but that's ways away. Yeah. September 30th through October 2nd is Denver, Colorado, hometown hometown reunion. Mom, I'm coming home. Uh, but Oklahoma City's breaks down June 10th through the 12th. But this week is Houston. So Houston, I will see you this week. Enjoy the fights. Be safe. Stay thick. See you guys later.